Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Flavors Weekly, episode three, baby. That was good, mate. I'm, I'm Joseph Lyons. Joe Shaw. And we're here again. We're, we're back. We're back consistently again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Third yeah. Monday in a row. Ooh. Yeah, we've been planning to do it on other days and then just ended up doing it on this day, which is a pretty good day to do it Monday, yeah. start the week off bright. How you mean to carry on? So how's your Monday been so far? Oh, spent a lot of it on a train. Uh, yeah, bit of a two-day hangover, but fair yeah, enough. I'm man. showing up, you know, I'm coming in with some. Uh, it was your your girlfriend's twenty-fourth birthday. Was it twenty-fourth? Yeah, man. Yeah. So nearly as old as Must bring back a few memories <laughs> for you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ten or so years ago. That's some nostalgia <laughs> for me right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> It was good actually. It was good. Good. Had some good uh, continental food. Well, not continental. A different continent <laughs> than out down in London, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got a good food culture. I love being in London just because you can get anything on your yeah. doorstep. Also, there so many people. Too many people for my liking. Yeah. Yeah, you were out in Soho, weren't you? Soho. Yeah, man. Soho. I mean, for me, I take no. it or leave it, man. Yeah. I've been there now true that is true i mean it doesn't mean anything really to be honest exactly it's just it's somewhere that you go and sometimes you don't go and when you go you're you're there there's just lots of people i do i do not like that yeah i do i do much prefer being being here yeah in the old winchester king alfred city indeed the old capital the old capital yeah roman roman times shout out bit of history for you guys <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's true is that definitely true yeah 100 well, i read it on like a plaque in town so <laughs> oh nice nice plaques don't lie <laughs> <laughs> all right guys <laughs> <laughs> so here we are <laughs> oh. all right cool so yeah this week um i'm gonna be talking about anxiety and uh people pleasing off the back of two articles that i read over the weekend i don't know if they did it purposefully or if this was one of those world anxiety days you know those sort of meaningless ones that they do there's a lot of them self-care day (laughs) etc etc which i find mad really like self-care i mean whatever whatever and there's that argument about um black history month i mean black history month should be every month they say there shouldn't be a specific week yeah they say that but also it doesn't mean that you don't have to think about it yeah on the other months it's just sort of I'm up especially, you know. Definitely. Y- you watch uh, Ali. Roots. Will Smith. We Roots. We watched Roots at, at, at high school. school. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, we did too. Well, anyway. Well, yeah. anyway. Let's not get onto too many of those <laughs> <laughs> segues too early in. But yeah, so I read this uh, article about Dolly Alderton. Uh, not about, well, yeah, about her. She wrote it, um, her column in the Sunday Times. Um, it was about people pleasing. And I particularly sort of related to it because I've definitely been through periods of my life um, when I have thought exactly what she wrote on the page for us to read. And I'll read a little bit about it and then we can talk about it. Um, 
she said like a, a terrible time in her life and in, in her 20s was when she was imagining all the horrible things people were saying about her behind her back she said she'd get herself all angry thinking about specific insults specific people might say about her then when next saw them i defensively overcompensate with behaviors that i thought would help to ease all the imaginary bad mouthing they had done and she must point out these were often people she's not entirely sure knew her last name let alone had anything nasty or even neutral to say about her character now jesus christ i can 100% relate to this identify completely with it more more on the drinking side of things like in london i i grew up with these people but they were like a year above and there was like a massive drinking culture we go out on the weekends all together but I didn't particularly like necessarily like grow up with them. We were like sort of there, but I wasn't in their friendship group. We grew up around each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then I started going out with the guys a lot more, but then the girls would be there. And I just, I just had this in my mind because I, I mean, I had a problem with drinking at this time. So I get paralytic drunk and do some dumb shit. But even if I hadn't done anything stupid, I thought definitely for, for a week, having not seen it throughout that week, I'd be paralyzed with fear of yeah. what people were saying about me and it was just so sort of like irrational well like nine times out of ten i'd done nothing like yeah. I, i'd be so apprehensive of seeing these people and then when i see them they're like oh hi how you doing and you're like oh geez yeah. that was a week worth of but it wouldn't <laughs> stop like it, that would carry on like that 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 was me and it, i think it must be down to this this like people pleasing so like, it'll carry on even though deep down there was some some voice in you saying doesn't really matter <laughs> but i was just blocked out by i think i think at that period i didn't have that voice or just it was so quiet yeah like nowadays i'm able to sort of rationalize things you know and also be like look you probably didn't do anything that that terribly bad you know hmm. but there's still always i think due to my drinking and it, the heavy nature of it in the past then definitely i just when you're not aware of the stuff you've done like in blackout or something you're just paralyzed with this like nastiness what could have happened more time nothing's really happened yeah you know and then she goes on to say this oppressive obsession with approval the tyranny of being liked maybe due to low self-esteem but is a narcissistic pursuit and not only is it trivial and self-obsessed it locks out real life is a preoccupation that poisons personality, waters down identity, and punctures ambition. And this, again, is all completely true to my experience. Like, the like, a not, I'd make up so much throughout the week that I wouldn't be able to get on with real life. And I struggled to do that for a long time up until, I don't know, therapy or just wise people talking to me or something clicks one day you know and you're like oh why why am i actually worrying about what these people think you know <laughs> it was just like a constant obsession of mine and then she carries on going and she said we need to move our focus from making others feel good to behaving in a way that we believe to be good and then we may start to feel something that gives us more confidence even more security even more contentment and being than being like something like freedom like I know I'm talking to you right now with somebody who hasn't really like suffered from this. <laughs> like you strike me as somebody who's just like ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but the thing is, I this a lot of this sounds to me, even though uh, it's not like it's not the way you've experienced it, or it's not the way you've talked about it so far. A lot of this sounds like some sort of social media 
anxiety it was like similar uh, symptoms maybe yeah just constant like like constant uh connection with other people and then mm. just constantly worried about what other people are thinking yeah and I, i've definitely noticed that like i like i jumped back on instagram with this instagram account and then started again seeing other people who aren't in my life like at all like they're not in my life but it does just give you more a connect like the loosest of connections with them because you can see them they can sort of see what you're doing when you choose to post it it then seeps into my sort of like thinking like oh should i do this they may judge this you know it just it draws back to 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 a behavior or thought pattern that i used to have Mm. So I just got rid of it again, just because it was it was stopping me from like doing anything creative because that will stunt you, you know, just how people perceive it. But I want people to see it, just not people that I know. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't want to know that they've seen it. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a weird apprehension when you're trying to do anything creatively or just in what we're doing, which I suppose is creative in terms of news and stuff or just putting yourself out there, you know, out there to be judged. That's yeah. difficult enough as it is. But then with stuff, as you say, with the social media, it definitely has its drawbacks. If if you are prone to maybe being a people pleaser, as Dolly says, or just wanting, I don't know, wanting to be approved of and not trying to do anything wrong. It's like the worst thing ever. And like since I got rid of the Instagram just off the phone, I haven't, we haven't deleted it completely. I just feel a whole heap better. Yeah, I'm just able to get on with things. I I don't know. I think I just struggle struggle with that, and always have just like how I'm perceived. You know, like not see, yeah yeah. I just struggle with it. Yeah, I mean, is it like, and uh, how does that uh relate to to this <laughs> this uh oh so, so the second the second article yeah. So the second article... Um, in The Guardian, you said? Yeah, yeah, it was in The Guardian on Saturday and they had a whole sort of segment. They had this whole sort of, I think it was like a 16-page fold of about stress and anxiety and the, the differences between stress and, the, and anxiety and also people in show business or people in the news, people like musicians, whatever, talking about... Um, their anxieties in, in, within the industry but also just their day-to-day but what i found most interesting was the lead article the one that started it all off and sort of set the precedent for the whole paper and it is by this guy oliver Burtman, and he says in a world of uncertainty it's little wonder so many people feel stressed but understanding the triggers can change how you feel about it and i remember we us talking about this a while ago and it it highlighted a lot of the ways that I've dealt with stress. So it was actually reaffirming and reassuring that this guy has done the research and a lot of professional people have highlighted how I got through it, you know? So it was nice to hear, but basically the simplest way to deal with stress is by dealing with whatever is bothering you head on and straight away or by distancing or distracting yourself from its source. Now, this is 100% how you should deal with stress. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think that's necessarily... Like, uh, like it doesn't seem new, but it's just about... Like, I thought what what anxiety does is it cripples you to a point 
yes. where that's sort of near on impossible. Yeah, yeah. So this this is stress. This is talking about stress. And then I think anxiety, from what I got yeah. from the thing, is a response to stress. Yeah. Anxiety distort- like disorder is when or- it controls your life. So yeah, the anxiety is derived from the sh- initial stress. So stress of like, the the examples he gives is like falling out with a friend, having a, having an exam or just things that you care about, basically stressful situations. And me personally, I've dealt with this in the past by just completely shutting myself away from the problem. And that will cause your anxiety because you haven't dealt with the stress head on, first of all, or even you don't highlight it you delude yourself away from the stress and try and find ways from like getting away from it not actually dealing with it and in that way it never goes away and that i think that is what causes an anxiety disorder and then it goes on to explain like uh how we are as humans you know and how society has evolved and how anxiety has not in a way been able to keep up with the evolution of what's expected of us as people in this society so prehistoric humans lived in an immediate return environment so which means that the moment-to-moment choices mattered because of the immediate difference it made if you saw a predator you would feel anxious then try to evade it anxiety gone you know because you saw it you dealt with it straight away it didn't linger whereas now we have a delayed return environment so we get paid at the end of the month or work for degrees that don't come for years you know your 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 certificate doesn't come for three years so your anxiety around you you know you're not able to deal with it so our anxiety has nowhere to go instead it accumulates and curdles you know Mm. what do you think about that i mean (laughs) it's super fascinating this whole uh, immediate return I've yeah, never, I've never thought about that before, but uh, so he's saying that like the the anxiety around around a degree, well, the, him, or just like there's prolonged periods before you're able to see the return, see a result, of, yeah, result of, of your hard work mm. or or something. So, so that that anxiety isn't isn't there's no ability for you to deal with that. In, in my response to that would be that you have to deal with things on a daily basis you know like even my sister highlighted something to me the other day it's like it's all well and good at the start of the year saying oh yeah i'm gonna lose some weight you know i'm gonna lose two stone yeah the way you do that is by saying i'm gonna go for a run once a week and then maybe twice a week and then that's dealing with it but it's like those goals are achievable the ones far away and you see it in sport all the time more and more so nowadays everybody talks about it just got to focus on the next game yeah i can't look too far ahead complacency isn't yeah like it's not uh constructive in any yeah, way like, like in combat sports they say like and like because uh, i've seen in interviews journalists will, will try and ask a fighter uh about beyond the fight that they're there yeah like, that they're days away from they're like i mean that's not that's not anywhere in my brain right now yeah all my energy is focused on this next fight but all the journalist cares or all all people care is about the the next thing or mm. or or the prize they're gonna get. Yeah. It's like that that is completely Because that journalist is focused on their immediate return. <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> focused on what they're gonna put up Bro, and he how needs that's that be. byline. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that headline to be as juicy as possible. 
I'm gonna take over the world. I'm gonna beat everyone. <laughs> but this is all all training in 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 life. But yeah, definitely the way people have to deal with things nowadays is is by knowing you're not gonna get an immediate thing. You're yeah. not gonna get an immediate like gratification, and that like being <laughs> somebody who seeks <laughs> immediate gratification for things myself like through addiction and learning about my addiction problems and stuff i understand it full full force because i act on impulse a lot of the time if i'm not in check or i don't understand what i'm doing i look for immediate gratification straight away and i'm unable to see forwards but basically what this is sort of saying is that we as humans are sort of built to find immediate gratification or yeah. not immediate gratification but like immediate results yeah so basically i'm just prehistoric <laughs> <laughs> well this like it's fascinating because he's saying uh like if, you, if you saw a predator you could you would feel anxious then try to evade yeah but i mean I mean, if it's like a saber-toothed tiger, if we're talking prehistoric times, <laughs> yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. you are, you are, <laughs> you are. So, so that that's what he's saying is the anxiety is the is the, if the predator catches you. Yeah, well, I, I suppose like it's over. No, but if you get away, like you, you you're dealing with that straight away, mm. and you're gonna get immediate results from it. If you yeah. if you get away from that, your anxiety is gone. Do you know what I mean? Of that specific thing. Whereas yeah. we have anxieties about things that are years ahead or months ahead. I got to pay that debt, but I'm getting paid on this date. Mm. And then it's all just in your head. It's not happening straight away. It's like a symptom of our developed. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The society. And something else that I've added is when no constructive action seems possible, we resort to rumination, which feels somehow constructive, even though they aren't. And something that I didn't write down um, is people's anxiety about things going on in the news, such as Brexit and Trump and things like that. And people believe that by being in control or looking at a news cycle, which is 24 hours, so being in control of your news, it gives you some type of control, whereas really it doesn't. And actually, it can make you feel worse. And then at the end, is that anxiety is the experience of knowing that life might bring happiness so you're anxious about things because it could in turn make you happy you know you're worried you're in fear that you might not get this thing which mm. i find really interesting because if you knew that everything was going to be shit and you weren't going to get anything you may be depressed but you wouldn't be on edge about it because you'd have an understanding anxiety comes from you not knowing but it could be good yeah you know so there could be a possible good response from it and that that that's what they're saying. It, anxiety is the the possibility of a good thing happening. The possibility, but then also the possibility of something it. bad. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then the anxiety would obviously cause you to think of all the bad things and all the possible bad things. Whereas, not basically the way I've found to deal with it is by addressing exactly what you can address at that time. The times when I'm in my worst in my head is when I'm thinking too far forward, when I'm projecting about things that possibly, most probably aren't going to happen, you know. Or by not dealing with certain things that, like, again, with that example of, like, friends or whatever, if you're not dealing with it, it's only going to linger, mm. you know. It's only going to make you feel worse. No matter how uncomfortable the situation might be, it's probably best you just deal with it. It's a control aspect. Or distance yourself 
yeah. from the source. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think it, again is is constructive like thing because if it's only gonna make you feel shit, then fuck it off completely. Don't mm. sort of be in this limbo land of like, oh yeah, I'll wait for it to happen. It might be good. It might be bad. Be in control. <laughs> be in control of what you do. It's not gonna be that bad, you know. Shout out, man. Shout out. Shout out to self care, self development. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> self care week. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, it's just that I I read them because I've definitely experienced them, and I think me personally, I'm on the other side of anxiety, and me personally, I deal with good things happening to me by like self-destructing in a way because i'm on un, i'm unsure of good grounds but i'm trying to keep it in check but the anxiety definitely i've been able to deal with through these things and it was just nice reading it you know reading it and it being positive because a lot of shit i see like you can see people give bad advice all the time hmm. i think the best advice is for experience you know by talking about your own troubles in a way that is only true to you not by telling somebody how they should live their life when you're fucking doing something terrible. You know, that's like the worst type of thing when somebody's like, you should do this, 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 and this. And you, you hear about them and you're like, rah, bro. You haven't got a leg to stand on, you know? <laughs> that's the worst. <laughs> but what would be more constructive if they were to say, I'm fucked. Yeah. I'm fucked because of these reasons. And then you can have that identification and it makes you feel better. Yeah. So don't don't come at it on like a high horse. Yeah, never, never, because we're all fallible, you know. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's not gone through an anxiety period. Some people may have dealt with it better. Some people may have dealt with it terribly. But mm. the best way to sort of learn from another is by talking about the only thing that you can be truthful about, which is your own experience. Mm. As long as you're not deluding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But good things come, you know, and everything at the moment is is going well, you know. You got your work experience coming up. We're shouting out flavors weekly. Yeah, <laughs> we got thirteen regular listeners. I don't know who you are, but shout, shout out, out. To, shout out to also uh, the guy on Twitter, Geo. Oh, Geo, G G. No, we got a G and a G. I don't know which one, but yeah, shout outs to you, man, because you're liking all our things. Everything. <laughs> I love it. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I think that's the end of my one. Shout out to self care. Shout out to anxiety. Shout out to and a friend of the show, Dolly Alderton. Oh yeah, <laughs> basically he's given us the impetus to sort of <laughs> everything we've done. <laughs> <laughs> Great collar, man. I didn't, I didn't catch this one this week, but yeah, shout out to gender I'll equality. Give that, I'll give that a read. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. If you ever bring it in, you know. <laughs> well, you got it on your old interweb, mate. <laughs> we uh, we sourced the article from the from the website, copied and pasted it. <laughs> so, all right, cool. I uh, <coughs> on the train today, I listened to many episodes of the Beyond Today show. Shout out to Beyond Today, oh, sorry, tremendous. I think I think I think we shouted out before, but it's, no. it's worth a second. Dude, we shout out people regularly. <laughs> shout out Charlie Slop. Charlie Slop, yeah, yeah. God bless you. God bless you. So yeah, I was listening to that. Uh, it was an episode specifically on. It was Tina Tahili was the the host speaking to a BBC Click journalist who's like the BBC sort of uh, technology. Yeah, department. yeah. Is that is that the one that I used to listen to with tomorrow? 
Tomorrow's Ooh. World or something. I think they may be under the same branch, but they yeah, did yeah, a really yeah. amazing. They might come out of that department, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then so it was on the possible end of the the so-called iPhone era. Mm. So obviously iPhone started the smartphone revolution. <laughs> can we phase. talk? Can we talk about the iPhone three quickly? Was that the first one? Well, it started with was iPhone it just, one. Was it just iPhone? <laughs> it iPhone one? No, but yeah. was that the one with the? 2007. At the back, it, it was like yeah, curved. curved. Yeah. Shout out to never having that. <laughs> I did it, man. I was still on a BlackBerry then. Yeah, it was on BBM. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and then so th- they briefly touched on this, and I was just on the train like, what the flip? <laughs> what the fudge? You know? <laughs> uh, so it's about China. Yeah. Uh. And they have a social credit system where, like, so if you do a, say if you smoke in a non-smoking area, which you're known to do, <laughs> yeah, maybe, do every day, you know, allegedly, every day. <laughs> just on campus here, it's a no-smoking zone. I, I enjoy looking at the no-smoking sign nah, while never. smoking. You're a crazy guy. What, what, yeah. You never go to China. <laughs> <laughs> you won't make it back. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, based on... Like, like, so if you if you do these things that that they tell you not to, they'll take away from your credit rating, and it will mean that you can't. So, for example, like one of the punishments is <laughs> being banned from flying domestically. Nine million people are currently banned from flying domestically. No way. Yeah, three million people. A band from from flying on business class, so they've got to fly. And, like this is probably just rich people who've got they got enough money not to be banned completely, but they just can't fly on business. They can't class. fly business class, which is like the one above. So you've got to have your your etiquette. Yeah, up. exactly, exactly. But and then like because I I knew that uh, I knew that in China you can't access certain websites. Yeah. Like so so for example you can't access uh, Facebook can't access google and you can't access twitter mm. uh and so <laughs> this is because it falls under the great the great firewall of china <laughs> it's, a pl- it's a play on words of uh, the great wall of china which i thought was quite smart yeah yeah <laughs> don't worry and about that this it's just creepy to me that so this guy uh xi xi Jin, jinping yeah xi jinping yeah he so he came into power in 2013 uh yeah, I don't know much about this guy, but I know his face. Yeah, he's got, it, nice, it, he was he's got like a humble, like sort of face, you know, he like, seems a, kind. like he a kind, familiar, the sort of nice. Uh, I I remember him. Oh, I, I I know his name. I know his face because he there was that classic bit of PR when him and David Cameron went to the pub together. Okay. And okay. Had fish in and London. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, I think it was uh, same way with Barack yeah, was, as well. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the his, that was his technique, Cameron. You know. <laughs> and then uh, so. On on this article, they uh, they had a clip from this journalist called James O'Malley, a tech journalist. And it was on a train in China, and he he just said, "I can't believe this. This is a real clip. It's like this dystopian. Yeah. This is an episode of Black Mirror right here. I'm gonna play it." Follow the relevant 
So follow follow the regulations, or we're going to dock you points. Is essentially what she was saying. Okay, okay, <coughs> this is madness, and this is on a train. Yeah, this is just on a train. Uh, it's not fully in place yet. It's it so it it was first talked about in 2014. Okay. It's due to be finished and fully operational in 2020. Okay. So that's so not that long. That's next year. I mean, it's like... Dude, they do a quick rollout over there. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. over here, it takes yeah. about 15 years for them <laughs> even to get it passed through law or some, something like that. To right? make something a smart motorway, it takes them like eight years. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but, um, and then it's not it's not exactly clear how how they're going to sort of enforce it uh, yeah. with what technology is. But uh, it's been speculated that they've already got a lot of the uh, a lot of the surveillance techniques that they will use are already in place. Madness. So, <coughs> starting which uh, the one I thought was uh, the most creepy. <laughs> I didn't want to use that word, but I'm using it. Yeah, use it, man. Facial recognition technology, just like CCTV, mm. except it's gonna scan faces and and it's gonna be able to identify that person just through the CCTV. And that 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 in itself is just remarkable technology yeah first of all exactly second of all just honestly just like a walking episode of black mirror yeah and then the thing is that georgia or george orwell would be having orgasms <laughs> oh, right now for <laughs> well. writing about this place now, honestly, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he would love to go there and document it sure. they wouldn't let him in come on now <laughs> but the thing is that the thing is that a lot of these things yeah they have like, what's the like the conflict is that a lot of them have uses that are honourable, like, like you, like so you can use this facial recognition. So, for example, they used it to arrest someone, arrest a wanted person, out of a crowd of sixty thousand people at a concert. Now, the only thing is that I couldn't find out was what the person was wanted for. Yeah, it could just be it going could be something past just, the firewall. Exactly, it could be something that's just against yeah, sort yeah. of uh, government mandate behaviour, which is, which shouldn't be legal you know which shouldn't be illegal of course uh and you sort of wonder how much of that there is and then and then it sort of goes to the the same sort of um things of like why how many jails do they have like yeah how many people in jail just for doing some mundane things exactly exactly but and then i'm not sure how much of it is like uh prison sentences and how much is just sort of be financial punishments it's not yeah yeah uh, it's not necessarily people are serving sent like custodial sentences yeah fair enough and then there's lots of labor camps out there you know in china yeah i mean and yeah that's that's the sort of thing that probably i i would i would rather go to jail yeah than than go to a labor camp. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. No, but pretty dissenters, I'm pretty sure would would be paying by doing go something like that. Yeah. Well, like what? Like like is it like build build a road? No, but also like that? China's that's what, that's got what Hitler some, used to do. No, but they yeah I know, but they've also got mass like sort of Muslim like concentration places like yeah. where they have to. I, this country is insane. I but mean, their economy is just through the roof <laughs> people rely on trade with china even yeah. though they are so backwards in terms of human rights violations stuff like that insane amounts of it so you you mentioned the uh the muslim population yeah there. yeah yeah so these th- there's a a certain there's a like a population of of a like an ethnic minority in china mm. called the uyghurs 
Okay. Spelled U-I-G-H-U-R-S. Okay. The, this group, yeah, mm. they're forced to download an app which which monitors uh, their photos and videos on their phone. This group is uh, they primarily practice Islam. So, I mean, maybe that's a coincidence, maybe it's not. But this this ethnic minority is also uh, in the area that they that they that there's a high concentration of them. Yeah. The police have powers like armed police stop stop people mm. and immediately can uh, take their laptop and their phone and it's like a, a technological stop and search. Oh my god! To check for it's uh, like your worst apps that the government doesn't approve of or anything else. But that's like my worst nightmare. Yeah, I mean it's. It's horrible. It's so intrusive. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's so backwards. This is just the... Uh, I mean, but I, I don't want to put the R word out there or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it seems like this. that's just heavily... You no, know, it's like ethnic Heavily racist. Way, or, yeah, heavily and, racist. And it, I mean, it has uh, resulted in, a, in arrests in this population. Yeah. No, but so, they'll find the loosest of things. Yeah. This guy, I wait, wait, an artist, yeah? Mm. was making oh i wish i knew it off the top of my head but he was making a list of like an atrocity that happened and this piece of art was like it was so thoughtful you know but it was just like names or something it was it was just like loads of names his his his, uh what's it called his like a gallery or his studio was just seized upon like just taken all of his work taken everything if you're an enemy of that government you are fucked yeah. regardless of how much of a global recognition he had as a human he can't live there you know his work is constantly scrutinized you just watch this is yeah it's a surveillance state 100 yeah. percent. and then like <laughs> i read about i read about this other incident uh, a chinese a chinese uh student studying in canada mm. from canada he posted uh, a picture of Xi Jinping. Yeah. Uh it was like a like a a political parody picture of him with a communist flag around him, like in a glass coffin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then his mother got a call from the police in China saying, Listen, you need to tell your son to take that down. Or or, you know, uh, it's just a good idea that we think, uh, you know, maybe he shouldn't have that anymore. On that his, sounds totally mafia-like. I know. It's a stiff art, like, because like, you're going to go to his mum. Yeah. And his mum's going to get that call and then call you, like, take this down. I don't know what, what could happen to me, because obviously that it would be hard for them to get him in Canada. But they'd take her. But they'll do something. That's what, and that's exactly what, uh, like in North Korea. Okay. Uh, So if you, like, if you manage to escape. Yeah. Like you're gone, but they'll just take out on your family. Like your whole family will. So if you do a runner across that border yeah. and you make it without getting which, shot, which is, I mean, that that that's. I don't want to. I'm not supporting it, but it's such a strong deterrent from doing that because you don't want. Yeah. You don't want your family to be punished for your mm. for your actions. Although, why wouldn't you take your family with you? Is my question. I mean, you, you all just your mum might be six strong. Slow, you you know? get out there. Your mum might That's be true. slow. You know, you got to make a run yeah. for it on that thing. <laughs> yeah, on the, the, on the, the DMZ line. Oh, yeah. mate, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need mums out there just <laughs> with a walking stick. You You'll know? be watching your mum die, basically. Oh, You'll be damn, taking bro. your mum to your grave if you do that. That's <laughs> that's probably why they don't take them. You know, that's true. That I think true. I think that's potentially why. Get out there and oh, I don't know, man. 
that's just that's a whole difference. Yeah, I don't know, Kel- I don't know, I don't know enough Kel- about Kel- this stuff to start saying stuff, but I've thrown <laughs> around a few words. Nah, I like it. Man. I like it. <laughs> a bit of ethnic cleansing in there. It's insane though. <laughs> they do. Oh man, it, it's insane. And the, what always doesn't sit well with me was is how much business we do with them, and how much business we do. And that that came up as a conversation with um the golf tour. I don't want to bring it too down, and it will be quick, but there's new golf competitions in like say Saudi Arabia that was just mm. played here yeah. all the biggest football well, a few of the like top three players were playing there he managed to win it one of the top three players but the and this is when you don't want to get it too mild with like sport and politics or whatever but they're supporting a regime you know that's yeah. they are by going there and sports try and disassociate themselves with uh, politics as much as they can but but this is just when this is a prime example of sort of money. Money overrules everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Money, 100%. money completely overrules, uh, in a way, ethics. Definitely, like, we do a lot of work with with Saudi because we sell a lot of arms to them. Yeah, that's not spoken about too often, is it? Yeah, and just but daily the, human rights. Daily uh, human rights. Human rights breaches. <laughs> on their. Uh, like that. On that soil, you know, <laughs> on that sand, rather. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guy. Um, but it, it's not all bad here. Okay. Listen, okay. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I'm not an agent for the Chinese government, <laughs> but I'm just saying that if you do somehow, if you are the most boring person on earth, <laughs> and you have a good credit rate in here, yeah. Well, is it credit rate? What do they call it? It's a social credit. Social credit. If you have a good social credit score. <laughs> this is mad this is like super nanny gone crazy bro if you somehow have a good have a good uh score get more matches on dating sites wow it gives you it gives you a little boost there well, uh, how are they with sexual promiscuity <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean promiscuity it means you know that, that you know, you're going out on a lot of dates you're having some street food <laughs> with a nice young lady more who knows, guy? You know, you're having crickets on the street. Yeah, I don't think they're all for LGBTQ plus rights. Well, you know. I don't think they'll maybe be not. matching on those sides. <laughs> maybe so not. So I don't, I regard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're getting discounted bills. Okay. You can rent stuff without, without paying a deposit. You know, it's all, it does seem You can rent stuff without, but oh, so that, no, but obviously they're insensitizing to not dissent the government. I mean, of course they're doing that. Of course there's going to be a positive. How does, it's not just, like, how does smoking in a a certain area affect the, affect the gov, you know? No, but it's control gone crazy. It's just complete, like, nanny state. uh, Yeah. Just, but it's being, it's being perpetrated right, like, so in England. Yeah. Some people, like Chrissy Snowden, our friend. (laughs) <laughs> he liked one of our posts. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Snowden from the IEA. He says that we're in an anti-state yeah. because of sugar tax mm. and I mean, things like that. But I suppose he's saying that it's like, so we're maybe obviously a, a low-ranking nanny state. Yeah, but this is where it ends up, I suppose. Just yeah, where 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 the government sort of feel like, oh, we've done that much. Maybe we can push it a little bit further. Yeah. Control them on this. Maybe they should be thinking this. Maybe. I do, I do 100% get it. It, it can yeah. be a seed for more control. Mm. And control, it again, links back to what I was saying earlier. Like, we are not in control, you know? Yeah. The, the, the sooner you relinquish control from other people's actions, the sooner you're, you're a more healthy person. And maybe that will yeah. work for a country as well. The, the more 
control you relinquish the healthy I'm sounding like a conservative Maybe. here bro <laughs> nah, no. Nah, nah. Conservatives are all small government. It's all uh, they like small government. Yeah, people having more, more choice. Well, yeah, no, it's all for co- capitalism, isn't it? So yeah. yeah, more more competitiveness in the yeah. in the sort of business mm. world. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it, uh, quite a lot of it is enforced with like public shaming. So, like, if you're caught walking on the street illegally, like, jaywalking, they call it. Yeah, I thought it was an American term there. Do they call it there as well? Jaywalking. They do it in language, but <laughs> <laughs> and then like, yeah, they do like, it in Germany as well. You they, know, they'll I just was... show you publicly what you <laughs> like, like just on a billboard that were like jaywalker. Wow, that you got to be in the street, you know, branded a jaywalker. You might as well, might as well literally brand them. That's like so. That's like Scientology. Do you know about how the Scientology will do you if you turn away from? the Scientologist church because they do this thing Dianetics I believe it's called they do like levels yeah yeah? but these levels are basically you just relinquishing more information about yourself Mm. your deepest darkest secrets that that gay liaison you had one time that you never told anybody about you told the Scientologist so everything that you didn't want anybody to know about the further you get up this which you're paying for yeah you pay more money for each level that you go up You've paid all this money. You come into the church. You found your belonging, and then you realize it's a bit iffy. People, there's power play. There's manipulation. There's shaming. You choose to leave this place, and they will put posters up of you with your deepest, darkest secrets around where you live. Say that you did this. Say that you did that. Make things up, dude. It's crazy. This is just. I mean, that's the that, scientist, in a way. Also, church, when it comes to Scientology, yeah, I know you chose it. Yeah, I have <laughs> le- way less sympathy for you than someone that's randomly born into China in a bad in a bad uh, a bad spot. Yeah, because man. also you get you know you're getting sucked in by yeah. Tom Cruise, <laughs> John Wait, Travolta. Is he any longer? I, I thought Tommy. I, he- I thought I heard something about him wavering. Mate, nah, he'll never fall. Will he, he can't. He's he gonna can't. be the He's new poster El- boy. He's gonna the be the new Elrond, Hubbard, brother. <laughs> Dude, I went to a Scientologist wedding. Yeah. Oh, so uh, a member of my family is in the Scientologist church. Um and yeah, we what? went to we, yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. Yeah. Big things happened in my family. Are you allowed to talk about it? I'm not sure, bro, but yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> but anyway, there was a marriage there. Anyway, all I'm going to mention about it and all that information that I'd known previously is only from documentaries that I've watched, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like an American documentary, I think Louis Theroux, I think somebody else, a Panorama. Anyway, when I went to this wedding, in the church, there was a, like, what do you call it when it's just the head of somebody? Like, uh, I know there's a specific word for it, but there was oh, like a cast iron head. Bust. Of, a bust. A cast iron bust of L. Ron Hubbard at the, <laughs> <laughs> the front of the church. <laughs> oh, and he was dude. like a sci-fi writer. And dude, I'd been <laughs> fucking doing a, the whole heap of shit the night before it was too to- <laughs> it was totally surreal, surreal yeah. bro i got oh, in there i'd no. had about two hours sleep i was sleeping in the car on the way there i got there and i saw elron hubbard staring back at me bro. He's a better man than i am <laughs> i would not show up <laughs> i would boycott that <laughs> uh, i think it was one of those ones within like a short period i've i had not done anything with my family for a long time like yeah. i'm not doing it and i've relinquished on this one it's probably the worst one <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I took my girlfriend at the time as well. That must have been, <laughs> this is the worst. Anyway, that's a good that. experience just because you how often do you get to go to a side <laughs> side toilet wedding, you know? Not more not Why not? Me. Why not? <laughs> yeah, not many people can say they've done that. Yeah, I didn't know that they had just open weddings. I would assume they keep yeah. it a bit more I thought things like that. The whole idea is don't speak to too many people yeah, outside I, of the community. No, I think we were just allowed there and we got we got shipped off. You can't go to the reception. You can't know, you get to see the wild <laughs> shit that happens. <laughs> Tom Cruise jumps out of a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. No, really. no matter what he does, man, he gets a pass from me. Bro, he's you know? making a whole heap of remakes at the moment. <laughs> he's doing, what, what's that one where he was a pilot? Top, Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's going to be a new one, bro. I never liked that film. I never watched it. It's bad. I haven't seen a lot. The only the only one I respect from Tom Cruise's use is um, Rain Man. Oh, what? The Color of Money. Oh, The Color of Money. Was In, that the Paul one? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I love that. Newman. Paul Newman. Who directed that? Somebody famous. I thought it was Scorsese. Yeah, there you go. I think it was Scorsese. There you go. Smashed it. Yeah. Paul Newman, because it was like after the, the the hustler, the first one, what a wh- film. where he plays the the young hustler, yeah, yeah. Drinks now he's too like, much, now he gets he's worked like... over by Minnesota fats. <laughs> he loses all his money, and then he shows up a few years later. He's, he owns a bar, and he's like he's like a whiskey exporter. <laughs> and then he hears t- he hears Tom Cruise breaking yeah. on the table in the bar. It's like kid's got a sledgehammer break. <laughs> he becomes his like his manager. How many times you see this Brilliant. film, bro? Well, enough a lot well, you know. a few more times than you care to mention true that true that <laughs> I might search it out when I get home it's amazing has there only been anything you've watched this week of note it's that that, that fire festival thing really yeah yeah I watched it I told you I watched the first 20 minutes the last 20 minutes it never made me so angry at a documentary ever in my life it is I thought just... it was a shit documentary as well did you mm. I liked how they how they showed uh, like social media things and like that, they actually addressed how crazy it is that yeah. they just paid these mm. these influencers. Yeah, yeah. Some of yeah. them like models. No, but that's crazy. That's how you make a business just nowadays. Crazy, crazy amounts of money just to put out a picture of an orange tile to promote their festival. Madness. And that's and they sold out. They sold ninety five percent of the tickets to the festival on that day. Yeah, on that day because of all these people. And they told a uh, Kendall Jenner. Yeah. To put, they paid her two hundred fifty grand to put out a tweet. To the link and then they 250 sold grand 250 grand yeah i missed that bit that's insane <laughs> that so i'll tell you what no i'm just getting a bit mad at um documentaries on netflix that just have talking heads yeah with a bit of uh yeah yeah i think they need to mix it up with a lot more just say like a truly just action documentary brand new whereas a lot of them are sort of like just a lot of talking heads yeah. not not to say that that isn't good so i'll tell you where it did work was the defiant ones with do- about dr dre's uh, oh, selling okay. of his headphones to Apple. What a crazy documentary that was. Okay. That was the most access that you'll get. And it was so insightful. It Basically, it followed that guy, Jimmy Iovine, who's like the mogul of moguls of getting talent on record labels. And it, so it followed oh, his that... life simultaneously to Dr. Dre. The guy who was in a... The no the film no the I don't I think there was NWA a di- film. no 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 that was a different guy that was like Jerry Weller or something oh okay so he was like a manager who like broke off but Jimmy Iovine was the true sort of like guy who got Dr Dre on board not NWA mm. so Jerry Weller was a Jerry whatever he was the guy previous in NWA and then Jimmy Iovine put up the album what two thousand one yeah that when he made it 
but yeah, Jimmy Iovine mean, just signed everyone. But it was crazy. He did work with like Fleetwood Mac. He had an affair with the main singer and that. The what's her name? I forget her name. I know the voice. I don't know the name. Yeah, yeah. Crazy so voice. yeah, but the it, it was it was such good access, and they all spoke very openly about everything. And it was pretty. I think it was one of the best like documentaries. It was like four part of it. That was sick. Yeah, that was crazy good. See, I thought that this one, this one, uh, fire. Even though there was a lot of talking heads, admittedly. Yeah. I thought because somehow they they had all this footage that. Yeah. Because this guy, uh, Billy <coughs> McFarland, I want to say his name was. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. is such an egomaniac. Yeah. That, that he had cameras around him because because he wanted to make I don't know something about about this uh, this yeah. festival he was putting on. Mm-hmm. He's like that. He's told all the cameras just record constantly, and then that they used that in the doc, which I don't know how they got permission for. Yeah, yeah. I think that must have been the impetus for the documentary. Yeah, the the the, the, the sort of copyright getting yeah. of that that initial footage then then mm. sort of back. If, if they back. didn't have that footage, no, it, it wouldn't have been anything. No, obviously there. that was sick. That was sick. I I think maybe it's just a personal thing for me where I'm just like a lot of documentaries that they put out recently have just been that mm. and as much as it, it i mean it's good actually because you're learning about things that you wouldn't otherwise know about but also i'd like to see like a different style of documentary come up brand new content mm. that's my advice to you netflix don't listen <laughs> to me bro we got 11 people that listen to me bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool i think i think we can wrap Tremendous, man. All right, Tremendous. that was a, another another week of uh, Joe. Week of uh, Joe Squared does flavored weekly. Here we go. I don't see how long we can one. make the title. You know, you know what's good is that. So by Joe Squared, I, Joe Shaw, Joe Light. <laughs> the name of the the name of the podcast flavors weekly by Joe Squared. Yeah, and then it, it also because on Apple because on on Apple Podcasts it comes up with. Like so, it will say the 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 title of the podcast. Yeah. Then afterwards, it will say by who is by. Okay. So it's Flavors Weekly by Joe Squared by, by Joe, Joe Squared, Squared. <laughs> which ain't ideal, but we we made our bed now, you know. Come on, man, we got to sleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, man. All right, shout out Marcel for the outro. <laughs> oh yeah, shout out. <laughs>